This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. Welcome in to the Scoop Podcast, Inside Carolina's number one UNC football recruiting podcast and the number one recruiting podcast in the world. Uh, I'm your host, Ross Martin. As always, I'm joined by Don Callahan. But first, before we get into Don, I want to tell you to rate, review, and subscribe. Go on to Spotify, go on to Apple, give us a rating. Give us a um, review and hit that subscribe button. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe to Inside Carolina's YouTube channel. We're putting all our podcasts on YouTube, including a lot of interviews during the season, basketball, football. We have so much content on YouTube. So make sure to subscribe to YouTube as well as our podcast channels. Don, massive podcast today. How are you feeling? What's going on? I am trying to conjure up all the energy I have for this podcast because I hear that I am low energy. No, nah, you're a great last podcast. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm here in the office. We were recording at 1248 on Wednesday afternoon. It's important to remember that time and date uh, if you listen to this in the future. Um, let's get into it, Don. We have a huge show coming off a massive official visit weekend. Uh, two commitments to talk about, Deuce Caldwell, Justin Kanyuk. Kanyuk? How do you say it? Uh, I think it's Kanuk uh, uh, or Kanyuk. I've heard both. Kanyuk, Kanuk. Uh, okay, great. That uh, really clarifies things. And then we'll get into the big official visit weekend by talking about Marcus Allen, Dalen Everett, Amarion Hampton, quarterback Connor Harrell, Caden Helms, Kanuk, and, of course, Big Daddy, Travis Shaw from Greensboro Grimsley. Also, I have some brief notes on a couple things from Don's mock class, which was released yesterday. If you're not an Inside Carolina subscriber, the mock class is one of the great things that Don does um, and features a lot of uh, great information and intel from what he's hearing about UNC's class. And we'll also drop some notes on Andre, Dream, Andre Green, Jake Pope, um, a couple of the recruits and kind of what's going on as a uh, the ebbs and flows of UNC signing class. And then we have a special, special new segment we're going to preview today. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that at the end of the podcast. An idea I have. Um, ripping Is non-sports. Non-sports related. Uh, yeah. I think it's a fun segment we're going to add to our podcast along with the top five. We're not going to do a top five now. We're going to wait for the next podcast. And, of course, um, that's because we're recording this a week earlier because of all the big news. All right, Dom, you ready? Yeah, so so please though the the last top five was what your top five uh, wants for this class doesn't necessarily have to be a specific recruit it could be just a general idea position whatever it may be let your imagination be your guide uh, we have a couple of submissions but uh, would like to get a lot more so you can submit by uh, PM or yeah PMing me on. 
the message board, Don Callahan, or uh, Twitter at Don Callahan IC, or email Don at InsideCarolina.com. Awesome. So your top five. Should I give plus. out my phone number and have people like call me? <laughs> yeah, give out your subscribers. Your you get annoyed <laughs> about people asking you questions on uh, the message boards. I never get annoyed. Your number. Never get, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, yeah. So wait. Um, sorry. Um, top five wants and needs for the 2022 class. All right. Let's get into it, Don. Deuce Caldwell committed to North Carolina on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a linebacker, kind of played some safety in high school from Malden, South Carolina. Not a super high-ranked kid, um, 1,086 in the nation and the 113th-ranked linebacker, number 16 player in the state of South Carolina. Don, go briefly over his recruitment um, and then why he picked UNC, and we'll get to his game as well. So, I mean, his recruitment was pretty pretty simple. I mean, he started to gain some some steam this, this spring. Uh, picked up some offers, um, including North Carolina. North Carolina, obviously, there were a couple of other schools like Clemson and a few others who had expressed interest. You know, everyone worried about Clemson because obviously Malden, um, where he lives, is very uh, Clemson area. Mm-hmm. So obviously, if Clemson would have offered, that could have changed things a little bit. He attended a camp there. And with, along with a couple other linebackers, those two linebackers scored offers. He did not, which, you know, you know he, he's, he's a type of guy who is more about he's going to produce on the field. He's not going to blow you away with his 40 time. He's not going to blow you away with his measurables, but he's just an absolute player. Every report I've seen from camps and 707s with him and it talk about just how much of a player, how many, you know, uh, interceptions, coverage, that sort of thing about him. And so basically, you know, he took an official visit to North Carolina in the middle of the month. It was a midweek official visit. During that visit, he committed. He didn't announce it publicly until a week later. Uh, I think he wanted to kind of make sure that was what he wanted to do and those sort of things. Um, and, and that was really it. He canceled all other visits. He did have an official visit scheduled with UCF, but um, that was scheduled for the weekend prior to his actual announcement. That didn't happen. He says he's good with North Carolina. He's going to stick to North Carolina. Um, and he's happy to be a Tar Heel. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I don't think I did his height and weight. 6'1", 210. So do you think he's pretty underranked? Like, will he go up, you think? Or, or do you think he's going to be a guy we look back on that, you know, this guy was a little underranked? So I think it depends on your criteria. And so the 247 Sports model is actually based off the NFL draft. And, you know, where, you know, a five-star is supposed to be a first-round draft pick and a four-star is supposed to be a guy who gets drafted. If you look at his measurables, they just don't match up to a guy who typically gets drafted. Uh, but we ha- we've seen plenty of exceptions, especially for a guy who is just a ball player. So, yeah, I mean, he could potentially um, be better than, than his, uh, his ranking. But I'll tell you this. I know North Carolina is – and I, I guess you could say this about every commit – but this in particular, I know that that UNC was kind of crossing their fingers during that week when he camped at Clemson and made a couple of visits to Clemson. And mm. we're super happy when when he came out, not because obviously I'm sure it was I'm sure um, Caldwell himself wasn't happy, but they were happy for selfishly that uh, that Clemson didn't offer because they knew that basically was a huge roadblock that that didn't exist. And um they Clemson has that other uh, another linebacker commitment for North Carolina, right? Yeah. Oh uh, no, no. He um 
Jalen Walker committed to Georgia. Did he ever commit to Clemson? No, everyone okay. thought he was. Okay. Everyone thought he was going to commit to Clemson, and then um, something magically happened, and he ended up at Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie, Don, what's going on with your shirt right now? You got a little two shirts on. Yeah, you know, I don't want you know in case I sweat, got a little undershirt underneath okay, to catch okay. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know yeah. that you're going to give me some really tough questions, and I'm going to sweat them out. So I had to make sure I had an undershirt on. You know, go. always prepared. So I'm still looking fresh. You know the, what I mean? The recruiting takes are so hot. You got to wear. I took a. You didn't notice a shade for you. Took a shower. You, you know, go. did my right, hair a little on. bit. The next commitment: offensive lineman Justin. I'm gonna go. Kenyuk. Okay. Which is a. I mean. I should have asked him. I meant to a bunch of times, but. All due respect, yeah. a pretty weird-ass last name. Uh, sorry for cussing. Wow. I apologize to the kids Whoa. and uh, people everywhere. All right, 6'5", 290 from Bethlehem Catholic High School in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Ranked outside the top of 1,000. He's 1,031, uh, the 103rd-ranked offensive tackle, and the 23rd-ranked player in Pennsylvania. Uh, Don, this kind of happened quickly because he took two visits, right, back-to-back? Well, so he took a visit earlier. Well, he took a visit during the quarantine before he became a true UNC target. Okay. And then he came back in the very beginning of, or yeah, very beginning of June, worked out for Stacey Searles, offensive line coach, and scored a scholarship offer. And then that last week of, of June, before the last weekend, the big official visit weekend. Yeah. Uh, the coaches reached out to him and said, hey, we want to we want to bring you in for an official visit. And he accepted. And that's what he did this past weekend, which led to his commitment on Sunday. Interesting. So, I mean, if you look at his offer list, I mean, he doesn't have any power five offers. Looking going through it here. He has Virginia and he had but he doesn't have Pittsburgh, no Penn State. Yeah. So I he mean, went uh, Maryland offered. Um, yeah. So it, he's a little bit of a late. Bloomer, I guess, because the Maryland and Virginia offers and North Carolina offer all came in June after they were those schools were able, able to actually see him in person. I believe he did a couple other workouts. I believe he did a workout at Virginia. I don't know what happened in Maryland. He also, you know, Florida was interested and didn't offer. And Penn State had him in for, I think, a camp or a workout, and they, yep. and they didn't offer, but they were interested. Yeah, so my question here, I mean, obviously a big guy, the, the, the size is there, he's got good weight, good length, and UNC wants him, and you, you got to want to trust what the UNC staff wants. Um, but, I mean, what's the deal with him kind of maybe reaching? I mean, there's tons of offensive linemen. I mean, he's the 109th ranked offensive tackle. There's got to be players better than him, whether they're committed to other teams or just available in the region to kind of at least test the waters. Why take a commitment now from a guy like this who will, could potentially be there in a couple months, like why rush locking this guy down um, instead of going for a, a higher ranked player and also knowing that uh, Rice is still out there? Well, they'll, they'll still take Rice. So this doesn't really yeah. affect Rice at all. But it's kind of like that. It's like a, this weird sort of catch 22 within recruiting, whereas you want your staff to do the evaluations to take guys that they want. But then as a fan, you want your staff to take guys who are highly ranked and not really understanding that whether subconsciously or, or consciously, the rankings are basically based off of what the college coaches do, or who they offer, and that sort of thing. 
So, I mean, what it comes down to is this was a guy that, you know, Stacey Searles obviously saw in film and worked out individually in, in just a you know, one-on-one scenario and liked what he saw. Obviously, they took measurements. I'm sure they timed him in, in the 40 and whatever it may be um, and just liked what they saw. And so, uh, you know, do you, do you take a guy that you like a lot or do you hold off because the rankings don't match up with, with your evaluation? And I, I think for a coach, you gotta, you gotta trust your own eye um, and, you know, and, and believe in that. Um, and I know it's, it's difficult for the fans to, to kind of accept, but that's, that's what they get paid to do. Because really, if you, if we're just going off of rankings, you and I could be coaches in North Carolina and just recruit off the 24 seven rankings. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you see, yeah, I mean, obviously, he worked. Stacey Searles worked him out. You don't want to question that. Um, I just think I'm asking questions. I'm sure a lot of fans kind of yeah, yeah, take yeah. this way too. Um, that they, they, there's no need to take that recruit that commitment now, knowing there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, but maybe they find a found a diamond in the rough, and and maybe thought that he's going to blow up in the next four or five months. You know, it's concerning he doesn't have a, a pit offer. You know, a lot of schools in his area, you would think they would offer first and be on him. Um, but Justin Canuck becomes a Tar Heel and is a second commitment uh, for the Tar Heels. UNC has seven commitments now. When we come back, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to dive into the official visits over uh, UNC's time in UNC, uh, UNC's time the last week and then get into the mock class. But first, I want to talk to you about Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com, the one-stop shop for everything you need UNC apparel-wise right on Franklin Street and online at JohnnyT-Shirt.com. They're a great podcast sponsor, and by helping them, they help you help us. And it gives us the opportunity to do these kind of podcasts, the different special podcasts we do. So make sure you go to Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com. And remember, all Inside Carolina subscribers uh, get 10% off their order with the promo code found on the Inside Carolina premium message boards, the Tar Pit and the UNC basketball message boards. Get a T-Shirt. Get a couple T-shirts, sweatshirt, your tailgate gear, little trinkets, anything you need, UNC-wise, get at Johnny T-shirt and JohnnyT-shirt.com. We'll be right back with more of The Scoop on Inside Carolina Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's go! It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best job! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Welcome back to The Scoop. And thanks for staying on. Guys, we had a, a commercial break. Took a little longer for us because Don got some breaking news. And by the time you're listening to this, UNC has another commitment in the form of Marcus Allen. A safety prospect, 6'2", 165 from Marietta, Georgia. Um, we got news he's committing while we're recording. And so by the time you're listening to this, UNC's added another commit to the class in the form, Marcus Allen, who visited UNC officially last weekend. Don, you want to take the, take the floor here? 
Yeah, so he kind of hinted that a commit was coming. I, I believe it was Monday night. And uh, so, yeah, so he reached out and said that he's going to be committing today, which is Wednesday at three. That time has changed a couple of times. But uh, talked on the phone, went through the commitment, committing to North Carolina. Um, he, he actually was, if, if you are a regular reader of the Weekly Scoop, he was within the Strong Vibes section. There's a couple mm-hmm. other guys in that Strong Vibes section to so check it out. I'm not going to name any more names. But anyway, uh, you know, this is a kid that North Carolina really likes. He plays at one of the stronger programs in the Atlanta area. He plays corner. He also starts a corner for Hustle Inc., which is one of the top 707 teams in the entire nation. It's, a, it's, a, it's obviously an Atlanta-based 707 team. Uh, but North Carolina plans on kind of, you know, moving him to safety. But maybe kind of, you know, you, you know, he obviously has the tools to play some some man coverage so, so they can kind of move him to corner or nickel if need be. Um, this is a guy who spent, like a lot of guys, spent uh, June officially visiting schools, officially visited Georgia Tech, Auburn, and North Carolina. North Carolina was the last visit. And, uh, you know, but that was a school that he really liked from the very beginning. So um, this yeah, so doesn't make a whole lot of why sense. Why did he pick UNC? What was the reasoning, um, you know, who recruited him? Why do you pick UNC over George Tech, where I think his brother is, things like that? Yeah, so um, obviously I talked to him, but I haven't gone through the interview. My Sometimes I forget what is told to me until I go back and listen to it. But uh, just because my mind's all over the place, I'm, my, my mind's on the next question. But anyway, um, you know, he, he has mentioned this actually before, that North Carolina was a dream school for him. It, it was just a school that, that for whatever reason he liked growing up. He's a kid who really values education which is kind of reflective in his brother originally went to Notre Dame. And then when he transferred back home, he transferred to Georgia tech. Um, so the family really values education. So that appealed to him. He really hit it off with uh, Jay Bateman, North Carolina's defensive coordinator. And, and then just, you know, he kind of had the feeling, okay, I really, really like this school. These are all the things that are on my checklist at North Carolina matches. And he headed in, he headed into the official visit thinking, okay, can I, can I live here for four years? And Mm -hmm. the answer obviously was yes. All right. Awesome. Marcus Allen becomes UNC's next commitment. That makes it seven, eight, eight, eight for UNC. Wow. Um, I'm losing count. It's starting to add up here. Uh, You got Deuce Caldwell, linebacker, you know, UNC added uh, Edge Rusher and Bo Atkinson. And, of course, Justin Kenyuk, uh last weekend as well. Marcus Allen comes to Tar Heel and commits to UNC on Wednesday. So by the time you're listening to it, he is a Tar Heel. You just encountered some breaking news, a little inside the biz there with Mr. Don Callahan. All right, we're going to run through the official visits. We've already talked about Allen. We've already talked about Canuck. Dalen Everett. Don, briefly, uh, there's been some strong vibes with him and UNC, but what's going on there? I mean, he's made a couple of visits now. He's a big-time, almost borderline elite-type cornerback prospect with great size. Um, what's going on with, with Dalen Everett, who's from the Virginia Beach area, plays at IMG Academy with him and UNC? All right, so just to be clear, he's not on the strong vibe section. Of- he's on my strong vibe section. He's on, he's on Ross's. Yeah. All right, so this is a guy who he took a – a, I guess a, an overnight visit to Clemson earlier in the month. He also officially visited Georgia and Florida state and North Carolina within about a 10 day span. He kind of went into this thinking, okay, 
one school is kind of st- going to stand out, but he came out of it thinking, oh man, you know, I, I really like all these schools and it's actually going to be a lot harder for me to make a decision. He goes to IMG Academy. He's originally from the Tidewater area, which has put North Carolina in a great spot because of Dre Bly. But uh, IMG Academy, I believe they have to report back to campus on July 19th. It just would make a whole lot of sense for him and his family if he were to make his, uh, his collegiate decision prior to reporting back to IMG. He hasn't said that that's going to be the case, but that's something that I think I would, I would watch for with him. Okay. What's his time frame again for committing? Well, so originally it was the summer, and okay. but coming out of the North Carolina official visit, he said that he, you know, he he's now t- not now not too sure and might need to make some visits during the season. I think he's just a little burnt out and overwhelmed, and that once he kind of talks things over with his parents and and other people um, within his inner circle, that you know he he might he, he might come back to deciding in the in this in the uh, in the summer. And UNC will hold a, a spot for him, I'm assuming. What's yeah. the cornerback recruiting looking like? In well, I mean, this is – I think he's ranked 40th in the nation. So this is a kid that's right outside the the, um, the five-star range. Uh, but, yeah, North Carolina is going to hold a spot for him regardless. I mean, he's he's just an absolute stud. Yeah, so we'll have him, if he commits, be him and, and Tayon Holloway. Mm-hmm. Would be their corner, cornerback haul. Okay, moving right along. Uh, Amarion Hampton, a lot of stuff on the message boards about the running back target. Um, he visited Penn State last weekend. He canceled his Ohio State visit and visited UNC this weekend officially. He's been on campus a bunch in June. Uh, he's right down the road, uh, I believe in Johnson County, right? Yeah. Okay. It's Tommy Ashley territory. Yeah, that's the Tommy Ashley land. Amarion Hampton. Uh, running back prospect, 2022 class. Let me get some stats here for you. Um, as it loads, six foot, 215, high rank kid, 141 in the nation, number 12 running back in the nation. Don, let's dive in here. Uh, this seems to get a lot of interest on the message boards, um, particularly with him and uh, Petaway kind of going, you know, vi- vying for certain spots at certain schools and, and definitely both top UNC targets. So coming out of the event, well, let's take a step back. Ohio State fills up at – let me take a step back even further than that. Ooh, okay. uh, talking to his dad earlier in the month, they had wanted to figure out a way to officially visit North Carolina this month. They had scheduled four official visits for all four weekends in June to other schools, but kind of realized early on in the month that they wanted to make this decision during the summer, and in order to do that, they needed to take an official visit to North Carolina – that wasn't looking all that promising for North Carolina's and his schedule. So uh, they took a bunch of unofficial visits to North Carolina. Even the one time, I think when it was uh, after the Auburn official visit, immediately coming from the airport, they stopped by North Carolina who were having a camp to kind of support some of his teammates who were participating in that camp. But anyway, so, so then we go to next week, Ohio State, they land a running back commitment. They only want one uh, running back commitment, so they canceled the official visit, which was music to UNC's ears, and Hampton immediately um, scheduled that official visit for this past weekend. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff that's involved with Penn State. Steve Wilfong did a lot of great reporting on that. I'm not going to get into that here. I did touch on that in the weekly scoop, but essentially what you need to know, coming out of the official visit to North Carolina he has set, I think it's July 23rd, as his announcement date. We have the story up on, the, on um, Inside Carolina to check it out to, to 
double check me, but um, he's going to announce his his commitment via CBS HQ on the 23rd. Um, and North Carolina, obviously, is one of the finalists. What's going on with him at Penn State and Wolf Fong's reporting? You have to go back and read the reporting. Okay. Well, I mean, we're on a podcast here talking about UNC football recruiting. It'd be nice to know. <laughs> um, all right. Amarion Hampton. Now, this is the big question that I have. Will okay. UNC, will UNC take both Amarion Hampton and George Petaway? I think so. But here's here's the thing that you got to remember. Both and I won't think, come. Well, there is definitely a chance they could. But and the fans just will not accept this idea is that what happens is one, it makes it harder for North Carolina to get the other when one commits, because now schools are going to say, whoa, they have this guy, blah, blah, blah. And they're going to kind of use it against them. Also, it doesn't look as appealing. Yes, running backs are completely comfortable with with being a part of a multi running back class. But, you know, everybody wants to be the guy. And so it's not as appealing. Second, take Penn State, for example. You know, if one of those kids, Penn State's recruiting both of them. And there's a couple of schools are in the same boat. Uh, Florida, for example, same, same way, recruiting both those kids. But let's just take Penn State. If one of those kids commits to North Carolina, Penn State's going to go all in on the other. And the same thing with Florida. And so it, it just, it makes things a lot harder. I'm not saying it won't happen. North Carolina would definitely welcome both guys on their uh, commitment list. I'm just saying that everybody who's counting on these chicks, we've seen this in the past, Evan Pryor. I mean, people, how short are people's memories? Don't you remember Evan Pryor from last year? Um, we, we went through basically the same thing. I mean, once North Carolina, I can't remember who it was that was committed at the time, but once they got a commitment, Evan Pryor, you know, North Carolina kind of fell off a little bit for him at that point. Mm. What's, when's Petaway deciding? Petaway has, initially he said he wanted to wait until the season then he has toyed with the idea of committing during the summer. I think ultimately he's going to wait until the season. Who's better? I mean, that's a matter of opinion. I personally, I like Petaway more. They're both really good, though. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're splitting hairs. I mean, you're, you know, you're comparing two four-star run, top four-star running backs. You know yeah. what I mean? And they're different style running backs. Petaway is more of you know, elusive all-purpose guy. Hampton's more of a downhill power back. Um, yeah, I just like Petaway. I, I like what I've seen in, obviously, his film. Well, he's not playing great competition, but uh, he dominates in, in all the camps and seven-on-sevens. I love his work ethic. I love his – he plays with a chip on his shoulder. I love all that stuff about him. Love it. Have you been following the Zebra Cobra stuff? Um, I haven't, but my wife has. Why? Has someone been bit – uh, apparently, there's like breaking animal control officer here at the scene confirms a sm- snake spotted on the porch this afternoon is the zebra cobra. That's on the officers discussing getting snake traps because the snake may be going in a crack between the porch and foundation. Mm. My favorite part about this is all these serious journalists are covering this because these things get so many clicks. Well, it's like the the. Uh... What was it the tiger that was loose in, in Texas? I mean, it's everybody's. I mean, this stuff gets so many clicks and draws so many traffic. I mean, there's cops here at this person's house. I mean, it's, it's funny. <laughs> it's a freaking zebra cobra loose in North Raleigh, yeah. loose in suburbia. All right, let's move along here. Um, good stuff there on Amaron Hampton. It'll be interesting to follow. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got Amaron Hampton and George Petaway, two elite. 
like kind of high, you know, high four-star type prospects. You know, it would suck to not get either. So you hope to get one, um, but ideally you get both. So see what happens. All right. All Next right. guy, Connor Harrell. All you, Don. Take it. All right. So he's a, a quarterback from um, Alabama. He went undefeated. Uh, well, his team, Tom, Thompson, went undefeated, won the state championship in the highest classification in Alabama. North Carolina offered him just before June, and he took a, a took two official three three total official visits, including North Carolina this past weekend. Also officially visit Arizona State, and officially visit Northwestern. There is an unofficial visit to Michigan, kind of snuck in there. Also, he coming out of the um, the official visit with North Carolina this past weekend, he has set July fourth as his announcement date. Those four schools are his finalists. Okay. Do we feel good about him and UNC? We'll just have to see. See if there's okay. going to be fireworks. Connor, do, do you, okay, how about this? I mean, if he commits to UNC, is he a guy that is good enough to start at UNC or is he as a place filler? I think he's a guy who's good enough to start at UNC. Okay. You know, I, I think, though, I mean, it's look, – look at what North Carolina has on their depth chart right now. You know what I mean? And, and – you know, these guys are going to be, I mean, obviously Sam will be gone, um, but uh, Drake May, uh, Jacoby Criswell, maybe one of those guys transfers if the, when, when the other one wins the job after Sam leaves. So that opened things up a little bit. But then you have Ted Hudson, who's in the 23 class, the in-state guy that North Carolina has already kind of, or Phil Longo has kind of sunk his teeth into over a year ago and, and has a really good relationship with. So, um, but I mean, he's a talented kid. I liked what I saw from him at the, he attended the um, Showtime camp, which I keep mm -hmm. on wanting to call the freak show. Um, he attended the uh, Showtime camp and I thought he looked good um, with, with his placement, showed a good arm and that, and that sort of thing. All right. Awesome. Uh, Con Connor Harrell, UNC's top quarterback target. All right. Caden Helms tied in. All right, so so Caden is a guy from Nebraska. He's the first Nebraska prospect that UNC has offered um, since of the internet era. Mm. Um, so UNC was his last of four official visits. He also officially visited Arizona State, Miami, Oklahoma. He had an official visit scheduled with Auburn that was supposed to occur between his Oklahoma and UNC official visit, like a midweek official visit, but he canceled that because he didn't want to get any sort of burnout for his North Carolina official visit. He, you know, all the crystal balls say Oklahoma for him, which makes a whole lot of sense. He's a Midwest kid. Um, but, you know, his, his official visit schedule is, is as diverse as you're going to find. And so, and he has expressed a desire to kind of see something new, which obviously Oklahoma doesn't exactly offer compared to some of the other schools. I didn't get any sort of great feel one way or the other on, on where he's kind of leaning. He's going to kind of, and some of that he admitted when I did the post interview with him that um, uh, he is going to need some time to kind of digest everything and make a decision. And he's a guy also who wants to make a commitment by the end of the summer. Okay. Caden Helms. Good stuff. Moving right along. Big Daddy, Travis Shaw, 6'5", 310, Greensboro Grimsley, number nine, ranked prospect, number one defensive tackle. What's going on, man? There was just a lot of stuff kind of on social media and the message boards about Shaw. You interviewed him. You talked to him. Let's get an update on Shaw and his recruitment. Yeah, I saw all of the 
I guess, whispers and everything, you know, on social media from the weekend. And so I was kind of surprised when I connected with my sources afterwards and also talked to Shaw himself. It didn't seem like, you know, he had made a commitment. I, I was told he did not do anything close this past weekend. Um, but uh, he said everything went well. Um, everything was positive. Um, you know, definitely read the, the um, interview with him afterwards. I, I believe I was the only one who spoke to him. Mm. You know, he... You know, he's kind of mentioned in the past that maybe he wants to decide during the summer. He was non-committal on what he wanted to do when I spoke to him. You know, I kind of feel like this could still drag on a little bit. You know, he tries to be deceptive with what he says and he is successful. So, I mean, <laughs> we'll just have to see. I mean, you know, Clemson and Georgia are, are involved. And I talked about that, that magic that Georgia has. You got to worry about that. The, What's the, the magic? Dust, the pixie dust. They <laughs> sprinkle them on, on the recruits. Now, does Clemson not have that magic either? I mean, I don't know. I don't know who has that magic. You know, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, that magic touch. So, um, I mean, Clemson, you got to always worry about because it's Clemson. I mean, same with Georgia, you know, I mean, and, you know, so, I mean, these are obviously three really good programs that are going to have really good seasons this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, and, I mean, this is just me kind of riffing. I, I'm sure UNC is, a, is kind of not upset, but, you know, you would hope that coming off that official that they would have really good feelings and maybe even get like a silent commitment from him because it's the last visit going into like a dead period. Um, now they now they kind of wait more and you have more time for Clemson and Georgia to, to state their case uh, more and increasingly. Is that kind of how you feel? Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I thought that he kind of had a game plan and that he was going to end up deciding in the, in the summer. And he still may because, I mean, he's he's known to kind of, you know, he came out with what his top four a couple of weeks ago. And at before that point, he had expressed a strong desire to wait until the, the very end to make a commitment. And then obviously when he came with the top four, he said, well, now I'm starting to kind of think about maybe doing something this summer. So who knows? what's going to happen. My guess is that just, you know, recruits of his caliber with these schools involved typically go into the very end. And that's what we might be in for. All right. Awesome. Don, good stuff there. Let's move right along. Pulling up the document here. All right. So those are all the official visits. A couple questions. What's going on with Andre Green? He took a bunch of visits, as he said, in June, including an official visit to North Carolina. We, we had an update with his dad following that official visit up on the yep. site to go check that out. He plans on taking a couple more visits in July. I think Penn State and Penn State and LSU, I think, are the two schools he wants to officially or no, unofficially visit. Um, and then he wants to narrow it down to a five or six at the end of July, which will give us a better idea of, of where things kind of lay, who are the true competitors in this competition, because, you know, him and his dad are really good about keeping everything quiet. You're not really kind of giving off any sort of hints. Every visit that they go to has been the greatest. You know, just go look at any, any, I mean, look at the Florida state one recently was his most re recent one. I mean, you know, you'd think Florida state is a leader. I mean, everyone you read, you're going to think that school is a leader. So, you know, I think this could still go in a couple different ways. I know that there's a lot of confidence with North Carolina. Um, and I think UNC makes a whole lot of sense because 
It's an academic school. He goes to St. Christopher's in Richmond, which is a very prestigious academic school um, in that area. And location matches up really well. But this is a kid who's literally has gone all over the nation visiting schools. In some cases, on his own dime, he make a he made a a, a three school trip to Texas, Texas A and M, and Oklahoma on his own dime. Um, so so uh, obviously, you know, his his family has the means for him to play further away. But you know, location always makes has some sort of influence on things. So. Uh, and, and I know he has a really good relation with Lonnie Galloway, UNC's wide receivers coach. All right. That's uh, UNC wide receiver target Andre Green. Now, there was a note in your in your mock class scoop, not really part of the mock class, but it's a note there about Shaquille Knotts, who has a lot of connections to UNC. And it seems like UNC is, is pulling away from him. What can you tell us about that? Yeah. <laughs> you sound like a real like interviewer right there. No shit. It's my job. <laughs> Sorry for that. So, so basically, UNC feels good about its wide receiver depth chart coming out of this coming season, which is what is most greatly affected by this class. They have um, uh, Tyshawn Chapman committed, so they, they add some to the slot receiver position, and they kind of feel like if that's it, they're good. But Andre Green, and yes, he's a four-star, but – a lot of people I've talked to believe this is a kid who probably should be a five-star. That's how talented he is. And playing for a private school in Richmond, Virginia, might not help him so much as far as the rankings are concerned. But, but he's still a talent and just dominates every camp he's been to. His, his uh, football film is, is, is full of true highlights, unbelievable plays. Um, anyway, so UNC is like, all right, we can't pass on this kid who's not necessarily in our backyard, but it's not that far away, maybe across the street sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so they'll, they'll make room for a kid like that. And everyone kind of use that as like a, a slight at Shalik uh, Knotts, but, um, and they like Knotts. Um, but I think they would have to have some things open up in order for them to be able to have space for Knotts in this class. Yeah, I mean, Knotts is ranked higher. Obviously, it seems like they like Andre Green more. Andre Green has a much more um, national recruitment, whereas Knotts has connections you know, in the state of North Carolina, and he's a cousin of Gavin Blackwell. Mm-hmm. Dude, kick some slop wide receiver out and make room for these more players. Like, you know, like take some scholarships away from guys you know aren't going to produce. At this point, you would think they have a general idea of some receivers – that are sophomores, maybe juniors, maybe even retro freshmen that, like, they don't have it. I got a couple on my mind. I'm not going to say any names. But <laughs> do that and then, and then add another player. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to go there. I'll let you go there. Oh, but no. that's not necessarily the Mac Brown way is to kind of boot guys out. But yeah, um, not winning. He doesn't want to win. He's won and, and, and not done that, so I don't – you know, okay. I'm just going to stay away from that sort of stuff. That's that's Ross territory. You know, I just worry about as far as guys going in. And oh, uh, yeah. so, you know, um, got the fat. All right. Uh, let's move along here. OK. Oh, Jake Pope. Well, what's going on, Jake Pope? I know he's making an announcement pretty soon, I believe. The safety target out of Georgia wrapping up his official visits this uh, this month. Yeah, so he's another one. Took four official visits all four weekends of June, including one to North Carolina. That was the first one. Yeah, he has some heavy hitters involved with his recruitment: Alabama, Ohio State, 
and who am I? For- oh, Notre Dame are the, are the three other schools he officially visited. And he had a couple of unofficial visits to nearby Georgia. Nobody knows really if Georgia wants him or just kind of keeping him warm or what's going on with that. So, um, yeah, so he he's can announce at any moment. He could announce, you know, before you listen to this. Um, oh. But North Carolina is definitely uh, – well, he tweeted out, you know, get, heading into this decision mode or something along those lines. So, so you know, who knows? Does that mean this week, next week? Is he waiting for an edit? I mean, who knows? And he has one – Crystal ball pick, and it's for Notre Dame by Tom Loy, your boy. Tom Loy is a good guy. He is a good guy. I like Tom he, Loy a lot. He does a good, great job on the Notre Dame beat. There you go. So where are you see his chances? They're good or bad? Good or, or not good? I think they're good. Yeah, I um, I I, I got to feel. I feel like North Carolina is at the very least in the top three, probably in the top two, and it wouldn't shock me to see this go UNC's way. Wow. Okay, and it could happen anytime now. Anytime. All right, great. I think that concludes the football portion of our podcast. Now, I want to introduce a new idea and segment that we want. I want to run by Don. Don hasn't really heard much about this. No. And it, it kind of builds on our top five and builds on a, kind of the community we're creating here <laughs> at The Scoop. Um, it's a, I mean, I'm taking it from a pod, another podcast. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts is the Ryan Rosillo podcast. And at the end of every podcast, he does life advice. Oh, boy. And he takes questions on anything, anything on life. Some get very serious. Some are more lighthearted. Um, They range from romantic to friendships to guys being dudes to fitness (laughs) to health to finance to um, career. Anything, I mean, day-to-day stuff could be like some social situation or, or something and I think it, it, it's a great way to kind of create conversation and explore different ways of uh, getting to know our listeners and getting to know Don and I and see it get, let our opinions and, and kind of personalities show. So we're going to do a new segment, and it may not be every show, but we're going to collect questions from our listeners, and it's going to be called Life Advice with Don and Ross. <laughs> and you can send, the, send your questions to my email. Uh-oh. Or, or direct message me on inside Carolina, but my email is Ross M Martin at gmail.com. And again, that's two M's in the middle. So it's Ross M Martin at gmail.com. My middle initial. We need to get M. you an inside Carolina email. I have one. I mean, it's Ross at inside Carolina. I think that, I think it goes there too. I just never have used that one. Um, okay. I'm pretty sure they, they're connected. Okay. Um, Don, what do you think? I, I like it. I like it. I'm a little scared. I um, I like the idea that's kind of leading the the conversation sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. and look, the key part here is that we don't have all the answers. It, <laughs> we like, it's not don't. like I'm going to give advice on marriage, like or or, or like me neither ra- raising kids. <laughs> but like it'll be just kind of be funny or interesting to kind of learn our perspectives and create a conversation. And look, the way Ryan Rosillo does it is they'll have these questions and, and like situations and topics. And it'll go on show after show, and then people will start emailing in responses and giving advice on their own. We won't give it names or anything. We'll just ask the question, talk about the topic, and it can be anything. Um, we'll see where this goes. Um, could be dating, could be uh, raising kids, could be career, could be, you know, oh, I'm going out one night, or I'm going on a trip with buddies. Well, so, like, what are we, do I, all right, you know. so what are we doing on this episode since we don't have any questions? 
This is just the, this is just the oh, uh, just primer. Just... Yep. Ah, the next, the next episode will be our first. Email your questions to Ross M. Martin at gmail.com. Any life advice. It can be funny. It could be serious. And it'll just be a way to create conversation. And we'll do that. Um, you know, try to do that every other podcast or something. Uh, go through a few and we'll get Don and Ross's uh, <laughs> life advice. And what, what better way to live life than, than living it the way Don or Ross does with their advice? Yeah. I, I hope you're getting advice elsewhere also. Yeah. This should be supplementary. Correct. All right. Awesome podcast, guys. Uh, two commitments for UNC. Another one we believe is coming uh, by the time you listen to this one in Marcus Allen. We went through all the official visits from last weekend. The June recruiting period is now wrapped up. Uh, they're ending a dead period. Don, when's the next time players can visit? July 25th. Okay. Is there is any that, evaluation that, coming up either, too? Nope. It's okay. just that, that last week of July is open for visits. You'll see some cookouts and barbecue stuff we, you know just all these different things to try to attract recruits to campus and then after that we go into another long dead period awesome all right guys thanks for listening to giant t-shirt thanks for listening to the scoop presented to you by giant t-shirt remember to rate review and subscribe to our podcast inside carolina podcast network and subscribe on youtube we appreciate you listening Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyT-Shirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. Do averaging 29 and 11. God, shit. what it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Four, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing.